Would you like to know that you're not the only parent struggling with helping their kids with their emotions and the frustrations that it brings to your life when you're going through that? Every parent struggles with it. And on this episode of the Fallible Man podcast, we're going to share five positive strategies to help your kid and your sanity as you go through that part of your life. So let's go. Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question this podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. A big shout out to the Fallible Nation, a warm welcome to our first time listeners. My name is Brent and I am the Fallible Man. I am a men's personal development and lifestyle coach, helping men in all aspects of their lives. And today on the show, we're going to help you guys out because parenting is difficult. We know that parenting is hard. So let's get right into it, guys. Emotions can seem big and overwhelming sometimes. This is especially true with children with little life experience to draw from when their feelings are just run at an overload, a child often can't, a child can often feel as though they are completely out of control. This is why big emotions tend to lead to really big reactions and generally ending in shouting frustration and tears. And that's not even counting how it leads to it for your kids, just for you. If this sounds familiar, then take heart guys. There are proven strategies to help your child through these rough moments so I offer for your consideration the following five or six ideas. Number one, count to 10. Not really, but maybe. No, like it seems like such an old technique, right? You gotta wonder if it works. However, you have to get behind why it works and then you can change it up and make it more interesting. I could say, have them name off as many states as they can or recite Pi to the 27th place, depending on their age. By guiding your child to focus on something else that they may need to think about, or that they need to think about really, you enable them to take a step back from what they're feeling. A little distance is often all they need to regain control. The key though is giving them a task they must think about. If counting to 10 is too easy, try having them do it in another language or count to 100 by fives. Scale accordingly, right? The added challenge will force them to concentrate. The secret is the redirect of the mental focus in an exercise. You're literally switching which part of their brain is engaged. So scale the difficulty according to the age of your child, right? Because I know some teenagers who could use this exercise as well. I know some adults that can use this exercise, but all you've got to do is take them to a different place in their brain and challenge that piece of their brain. Once they switch pathways and start exercising that, it will help scale down the emotion and the frustration of the moment and let them get back into control. Pro tip, you can move it anywhere else in the brain as long as it engages their brain. This is why people can go for a run or work out as adults and it will level us out. So if you have slightly older kids with a sense of humor, then ask them to do something ridiculous for a ridiculous reason, like just for the sake of being ridiculous. It will have them affected the same way as giving them something challenging. We're just challenging a different part of their brain. So if they got a sense of humor and we normally find it funny, have some fun, help them have some fun and it will change the way their brain's processing it. Number two guys, give them practice. 
If a certain situation leads to frequent meltdowns, then help your child practice better techniques for managing these emotions in a safe environment. For example, if your child's having difficulty after losing a basketball game or a soccer game, try instituting a board game night where they can better learn to be a good winner or a loser. This allows practical hands-on experience, especially if you're nurturing as you go along. There has to be... There has been a large amount of research in visualization as well, to the point where pro athletes use it daily. You can employ the same methods you have your children practice their emotions with, with visualization. Verbally coach them through the situation and ask them about their emotions as they proceed and talk them through the situation. Help them visualize it, help them visualize their reaction and ask them questions about it, dig into it and walk them through it through visualization or through hands-on like board games or card games, something where you can nurture them as they go. Number two, bring up their mood naturally with a redirect. Before there's even a problem, have a conversation with your ch children about the things that make them happy. Keep that go-to list for things when, keep that go-to list for times when they need that boost emotionally. There's no reason you can't head it off at the pass, guys. I've done this with my own children many times. As a parent, you know your children and can often see the writing on the wall, so to say, right? You can see it coming before you ever get there. So plan for a proactive redirect to derail the problem before it's a problem, right? This can be really difficult depending on your schedule and availability. I understand that. Sometimes it's not possible, but get creative. If you see the possibility occurring, think of what you can do from where you are with what you have right now in the moment. Send a flower or a balloon. I know it seems weird. Your kids are gonna think you're weird. Arrange for a treat like pizza to be delivered without them knowing it's coming. Send them a wish list of things you would like to do with them that night when you get home so they have something they're looking forward to. Have a go-to list of things that you can fall back on easily, of things you like to do together, because the big secret here is the redirect with companionship. That's the important part. You need to redirect that emotional direction to something positive and add the companionship aspect of it, which will also tap into another strong emotion. And then you have a great moment and you can just head it off before it even happens. Pro tip guys, this actually will work with your spouse as well. You can do this for your spouse. So keep that in the back pocket. That may be handy for you. The next one I want you to think about is listen. Literally listen. The biggest help is sometimes the simplest. Talk to your children about their feelings. The key here is to let them do most of the talking and validate what they're feeling. Let them experience it. Let them process it. But let them do it with the support and love of you being there to walk with them. As with adults, children need to work through what they're feeling. And sometimes they just need to talk about it out loud and be able to feel comfortable talking about it and asking questions about it. And it will help them to do so. And if they get stuck, encourage them to think about what they're feeling and why they feel the way they do. When it's your turn to talk, that's a big important part. When it's your turn to talk, focus on guiding them into a problem solving session where they can find their own solutions instead of jumping in to solve things for them. Go to episode 57, Your Emotions Are Not Simple, Four Building Blocks of Every Emotion, 
for a more detailed set of instructions on how to guide them through this problem solving portion, that 10 minute video will help you understand and help them understand where their problems come from, where their emotions come from. Let me rephrase that. We'll help them understand where their emotions are coming from and understand them better and how to work within them. And so I'm not going to go deep on that in this one. Next, consider this too much of a good thing. We don't think about positive emotions very often as parents, right? We're happy when they have positive emotions. That's what we want them to have. There is a good way to handle them. Just like there's a good way to handle negative emotions though, because some people don't know how to handle joy and happiness without making everybody else hate them. It's just amazing. Help them to understand that being happy is great. Being in love is great. Being overjoyed is great. These are really strong emotions, but you can, you can't literally shout from the rooftops when you're happy. I sat down with a teenager one time. We were at an overnight event and the kid was just overjoyed and he was keeping everybody awake because he was so happy that he couldn't help but sing and make noise and move and he couldn't settle. And it was keeping everybody awake and everybody wanted to strangle him by about 2 a.m. There's a way to handle positive emotions with some decorum. Celebrate the emotion, but don't become obnoxious, especially when someone else around them might be struggling. For example, from the give them a practice section earlier, there's a way to be a good winner and a way to be a good loser, right? And some people really struggle with the good winner part. It's great to be happy and celebrate. It's not okay to make someone feel bad because you feel good. So you may have to work with them through positive emotions as well, just because they're still emotions, right? This is still new feelings and they're still understanding how to process this. The last one I want you to consider is live the standard. As an adult and a parent, it's up to us to set an example of how to deal with emotions properly. If you make an ass of yourself when you get emotional or let your emotions get the better of you, then your children will follow that example. Parenting is far more what the child observes than what we actually say to them. Fingers pointing back at me, guys. So make sure you are displaying the type of reactions, behaviors you want them to mirror. Make an effort to let your child see you handle emotions. Also be willing to talk to them about your emotions and be vulnerable with them. Let them know that sometimes it's hard for you to handle them the right way. Then talk to them about how you adjust or correct yourself and how you come back to that positive place with it instead of letting it get the best of you. Now be sure and be honest. Your kid will know and see right through it if you lie to look good and it will have the opposite effect from the desired outcome of this conversation. So you gotta be willing to be vulnerable. This piece is by far the biggest help to your children that you can offer on dealing with their emotions. There's a great deal of impact when you call yourself out on your own mistakes in front of them, then deal with them correctly. Gentlemen, parenting is hard work and dads, it's going to take a lot of effort out there. Mentors, it takes a lot of effort out there. Role models, it takes a lot of effort. Helping kids as they learn about their emotions is really difficult. We focus on a lot of negative emotions here, but like I said, there is the positive emotion that we also have to learn to help them process because their little brains are taking in a lot. And when I say little brains, guys, this could be your toddler. This could be your teenager. 
they're still learning to deal with emotions and certain emotions specifically. They're going to survive, but as parents, you want to help them thrive and become the healthy adults who understand themselves and how to handle whatever comes. And you're a huge portion of that. Try these things out. Let us know what you think about them. Give us some feedback. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Guys, I want to jump in and thank you guys. You are amazing. I try and do this in the show now because y'all are just awesome. Thank you to MJ217. She left me a great, I think, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. I said that was a she. I don't know. They left me an amazing review that I want to share with you. The review is deep, thought-provoking topics. Said, I quite enjoyed the first few episodes that I explored in this podcast. I love how the topics are varied and the guests and the host share actionable items from each episode to implement in our lives. Great concept and approach. Thank you, MJ217. Guys, if you want to have your review shouted out, you have to leave me a review, but these reviews help us as we continue to get in front of more and more people, especially on Apple Podcasts. So thank you. It means a lot to us when you guys share us with your friends and share us with the world at large. And guys, if you're looking to connect with someone, if you need some help conquering your goals, building a plan, and seeking the life you want to live, you can find me at www.thefallibleman.com coaching. You can schedule a discovery call with me and look into working directly with me. I try and do short six to eight week focus blast in done and help you move to that next level. And then you're back on your own or we have longer options as well, but I really try and just bring that down to a really concentrated effort to help you make that next step and then let you go. I'd love to work with you. I'd love to help you as you're looking to improve your life. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Be better tomorrow because of what you do today. We'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.